Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start up, start up, start up, Brooklyn boys, start up, Brooklyn boys, start up, start up, start up, they making noise, start up, start up, start up, start up, start up, start up. Episode 269, it's the Brooklyn Boys Podcast. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. 269, don't you? What about 269. You need two for 69, don't you? You need two for 69. I love so it's it. It's the perfect episode, but not between us. It's like, uh, you know, it's the old bingo joke. Oh, 69. And everyone's supposed to make some kind of a noise because, you know, oh, yeah. it's like an orgasm. Like, oh, 69. Oh, is that what the oh in the moment? Oh, you knew another. that. Thanks you for knew explaining that. that. You knew that already. Well, some oh, people by the way, Speaking of explaining things, uh, scary uh, did something for my daughter, uh, set something up and she's going to get a call from this company for delivery. Mm-hmm. And so he says to me, you might want to tell your daughter to answer the phone. You know, kids these days don't answer phones. It's from true. Unknown numbers. I love that scary is telling me that what the kids these days do when I have three kids who do that and he has none. I was just reminding you because how many kids do you call and they don't answer your phone call scary? Well, none. But I'm saying, <laughs> oh, they well, well, but but if you real if you think about it, let's pull it back for a second. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a problem. I, you know, a lot of people will miss calls, important calls from things or deliveries or things they're expecting. Like, so this company is gonna, you know, make that phone call. She, I can already see what's gonna happen. She's gonna look at her phone. She's like, unknown number. I'm not answering that shit. And then she's gonna miss it, and she's gonna miss her delivery window. And then all hell will break loose. And then you're going to be on the phone with the company trying to get free dessert. Because I already know that that's how it goes. So I'm just saying, 
Tell your daughter, yeah. stop right. being like so afraid of the unknown. Answer the phone. Answer it. And I'm, we and used I'm to saying, do, what, yeah. I don't need you to tell me about the kids these days. I actually have the kids these days. I get it. I but were you going to warn her that? Phone. She knows. I'm frustrated by the fact that people are, you know, short. You know, you know I'll say this. A lot of times uh, people will uh, talk to the radio station, right? They'll be like, hey, call me back. I want to get, get this comment on the air. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then we call from an unknown number and then they right. don't answer the phone. And 100%. then and they're like, I well, I missed your call. You remember that shit. It goes. It yeah. goes on all the time because no like one under no one, on Facebook. Yeah, they'll say, like, "Oh, call me. Uh, call me later. Or call, yeah. call me now, and I'll you know I'll call them back." And they go, "Oh, I didn't answer the phone. I'd recognize the number. You just told me to call you. Well, I didn't know it was you. Well, well you I, knew it was me because you knew that, that you were expecting a phone call. Process of elimination, right? Uh, and what's the harm? Answer the phone. You you kind of sure it might be me. You told me to call you. You gave me your number, right? And then you're like, "Oh, I didn't answer the phone. It's an unknown number. Unknown number." You just told me to call. So now I have to tell them the number I'm calling from or say, I'm, that's me calling now. Right. People are weird. Uh, yeah. Just answer the phone. Who cares? Doesn't I mean, call. Oh, are speaking people, of answering the phone. People are afraid uh, of it? Yeah. I, I got a story. Uh, happened to me uh, oh, about an hour ago. I get a phone call and they said, hello. I said, hello. They said, yes, this is blah, 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 uh, storage, self-storage. Yeah. Um, is uh, So uh, we're just calling to let you know that you are more than 90 days past due. And if we don't receive payment uh, within another 30 days, we're going to take ownership of your, uh, the, the belongings in your storage unit. And we're going to auction them off. Or something <laughs> that like old that. gag. Said, no, 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 it was legit. I have like a caller ID on my phone right. through Verizon. And so it shows me who's calling. Yeah, but that could be a spoof. I, you know, they spoof numbers all the time and write different company names. And yeah, then yeah, you get that on that. your caller ID display. That's how we used to do yeah, phone yeah. taps. Yes, I am. Yep. I'm, <laughs> yes, I know. But the woman didn't sound like a scammer. It sounded like a, a woman in her 60s. It sounded legit. Not that women don't scam in their 60s, but it sounded like a legitimate call. So I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Sir, we've called you three times um, and you know, to remind you to make payment. And you know, you're past due. We're going to confiscate the contents of your storage unit. And I said, well, that's great, but I don't have a storage unit. Sir, you, you, you do have a storage unit. You have a 10 by 20 unit with us. And I said, nope. Not not doing it, not paying it. I don't know who you are. Sir, we've called you before. This is the fourth call, according to our records. Um, if, you, if you're claiming you don't have a storage unit with us, then we're going to take ownership of, your, of your, uh, the contents. And I said, who do you think you're calling? And she said, Eric, or whatever the last name was. And I said, well, this isn't Eric. Sir, we've oh. called this number before. We know that it's Eric, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, again, I don't, I don't know what you're calling, but go ahead and take all my stuff. Go ahead and sell it if you want. But I'm not Eric. All right, sir. We'll be in touch. So she didn't even believe me that it wasn't me because allegedly she's called this number before and spoken to Eric and Eric's not paying. Well, that's why Eric's not paying because she's, they're not calling Eric. They're calling me. She would not believe me. I said, my name's David. You don't recognize my voice from the radio? <laughs> well, speaking of uh, you know scams and phone calls like that and taking over, do you see what's going on in Vegas with MGM and Caesars, the big casinos? No. Holy no. shit! A couple of young hackers, I, they're saying they may be Russian. It's called Scattered Spider. They are bringing 
MGM to its knees. The entire, all, think of all the casinos and hotels that MGM owns, including the Borgata in, in uh, Atlantic City, but like mm-hmm. all like the Aria, the Vidara, the, the Park MGM, all, all the ones. A from, lot of hotels people A don't lot have. of a hotels. Lot of, yeah, okay. They, they took over and they shut down the fucking, like almost like the electricity or whatever. When I say electricity, their their systems. So no one could get into their rooms because it's all. Wait a minute. Who shut down what? Be specific. The the hackers talking? hacked into their oh, the system. Hackers, okay. Hackers literally shut down MGM. Like all the slot machines are out on all in all their casinos. Well, you why can't, did they hack them to make You them can't win? check in or out online or take credit card information. The, all the doors. Are, you know how the, you wave the key at the door. Yeah, sure, or that yeah. system is fucked. They they now have to check people in and out. You have to stand on a line to get in and out of these casinos with paperwork, old school, and give physical keys to these doors. Um, this is going on. It's a, they're going to lose billions of dollars because of this. Because all because the these hackers want ransom and they want a crazy amount of money. And MGM said, "I ain't. We're not paying you." Google it. It's out there right now. I'll have to look at it later. And, yeah. and um, there's another article that says that um, it only took 10 minutes for this group to just take over the fucking casino systems to shut it down. They basically called the help desk. They looked up on LinkedIn, an employee uh, of MGM, whatever, or some unsuspecting victim. They somehow called in. As the employee, the help desk, oh, I forgot my passcode or some bullshit. And they gave them carte blanche. The help desk gave them carte blanche into the MGM system. Took them 10 minutes. So they got all this malware that's running. It's a a huge cyber outage. So this is like Ocean's 14. It's it's insane that this is happening. And, you know, this isn't like this is just the beginning of it. They're, wow, they're, are, you, are you sad you're not there to see it? Well, funny like, you should say that, Brody, because uh, where am I going next week? I know, that's what I'm saying. You're going to Vegas next week. Or am I? at the MGM, are you? Or am I? I mean, they're going to have, they said this could be another oh, six Are you going day. to the iHeartRadio Music Festival? I am. Oh, so is it the is it at the MGM again? Yes. Oh, yeah. And all <laughs> their properties. Well, wow, imagine they shut it down next week during the show. They're saying that as of right now, things are really like crazy over there. Because I'm just looking through the Bellagio, Mandalay Bay, Cosmopolitan. I mean, these are MGM has a huge portfolio. It's pretty much are the fountains still working at the Bellagio. I would imagine they're not. Half of Ooh. Vegas is fucked right now. Well, it's legal there. Um, that was a prostitution joke. You missed it. <laughs> So, but they're making things terrible for travelers, people trying to, you know, get basic services from these. All the restaurants are closed, from what I understand. Well, you can't pay blackmail, but I'm wondering what the price of the the hackers, what the hackers I'm trying to look for that right now. At this point, if they wanted, like, let's say they wanted 100 million, right? At this point, ask for 10 million. I'm sure MGM would pay 10 million. (laughs) Here's a tweet. All Alpha V, whatever, ransomware group, you know, the hackers did to compromise MGM resorts 
was hop on LinkedIn, find an employee, then call the help desk. A company valued at $33,900,000,000 was defeated by a 10-minute phone conversation. That's I all don't it understand. Took. What did they have to do with LinkedIn? Why couldn't they just call the help desk? Because they had to get the name of, they had to pretend they were an employee of MGM. Oh, I oh, was. They claimed that. They yes, were, oh, okay. they were imitating an employee. It's brilliant. So brilliant. it's like, it's crazy. And that's how it started. And this has been going on, Brody, for like four or five days. And no one's talking about it in the news. I'm like, where is, where's the stories? Where's the headlines? Because you didn't talk about it on the morning show. It, we mentioned it, but hmm. I don't see any coverage anywhere. It's crazy to me, though. That this could be happening, and and that this is the these are the t- attacks of the future, and these kids are like like nineteen years old, demanding millions of dollars. And Why, they love, know who they know who they are. They said they're between nineteen and twenty two years old. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't mean to laugh, but no. Uh, meanwhile, the kids in our country are playing Grand Theft Auto, and these other kids are uh, blackmailing uh, big billion dollar companies. Billion dollar companies. Uh, they should still go get a job. But you, you know, wrong. imagine you go. You go to you know you go downstairs for a soda or something from your room, and then all of a sudden you go back and all of a sudden your key card's not working. Like how am I getting in my yeah, fucking and room in now? Your underwear. And you times that by about five thousand. Imagine you got a hooker in the room and she's charging you by the minute. <laughs> and now you got to go get keys and the the lines must be out out the fucking door to to get anything done because you have to do it by manual. I mean. Remember back in my day, is there somebody manually rolling the slot machine? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a like a, a toilet paper roll. I think it's it's, it's, it's a hamster running on a wheel. Yeah, if you could hack into the casinos, and I'm not saying you should, but I would rather find a way to to hack a hack into the slot machines and make them all pay out. <laughs> well, that like they did in, they, in the Ocean movie, Ocean's Thirteen or Twelve, whichever one it was. Thirteen. The, these 13. um spoiler. No, nah, but the. The slot machines are all down. They can't even use them. They're, I guess you can still play craps, right? Because you have the dice. I would imagine that the card games are still going. What about but the lights? If they have no power, they rest, have no lights. Well, they have, it's a cyber attack. I don't know to what extent they're on generators. Well, I don't know. The, I don't know the wait. full information out there, but all I just right, know right. it's very difficult. So, ah, poor bastards. All right. all right. Hey, speaking of pranks, have you seen? It's going around, and I'm going to blow the lid off of oh, it. Oh, right the now. Jerky Boys, though that duo, Mike Rizzo no. and Kamal. No, the oh. JetBlue uh, customer service, alleged JetBlue customer service call. So it's all over TikTok, and I imagine it's going to be all over Instagram. This woman, who sounds like she's not in on the scam, uh, had a problem where her kid was on a flight by himself, and the kid landed in another city. But JetBlue has a service where they escort your children. You're allowed to put your children on the plane. You pay extra, and then they... They take care of your kid for you. It's a concierge service or whatever. So allegedly, the, the, the kid landed in a different city, and she was calling JetBlue um, you know, to get a credit or, or some kind of to complain a little bit nicely, but say, hey, like, listen, you should compensate me. You flew my kid to the wrong city. Right. Well, the audio, she taped the call, allegedly. There's audio of it. Talking to the guy, allegedly from JetBlue, who never says he's from JetBlue. She says, she asks him, but he says, Yes, we're taping the call, but he doesn't specifically say I'm JetBlue. Anyway, the guy's British, and he's 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 really nasty to her. So she's like, "Yeah, you know, my son was uh, flown to another city." He's like, "So what are you looking for? A handout? Why don't you get a real job instead of smoking crack?" Like, he's like, "What?" She's like, and then he he's like, he gets racially offensive to her, 
and he calls her a bad parent. But you know when we did prank phone calls, you know, when we were doing phone taps? Sure. You would poke the bear, right? The woman would say, like, my kid was on another flight. You go, well, you know, maybe if you were a better parent, you don't come out and call her the woman a cunt, right? Pardon my language. This guy was like, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be smoking crack on the corner. Like, he, wa- he went from, like, zero to 60 immediately. So it didn't sound real to me. Then I remembered... And, and, and again, everyone is commenting how, how awful JetBlue should fire this guy. JetBlue should, and everyone's tagging JetBlue. There's no way in hell this guy works for JetBlue, right? Then I remembered the British accent. And the guy's name is Ron. Then it reminded me. I told you guys uh, July, June, June of 21. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I know who it was who did it on our morning show. But somebody had that guy, the same guy, try to prank me over fireworks that I bought at Walmart. And he claimed to be calling from Walmart customer service, right? It's the same guy, the same guy who went from zero to 60 on me and was so over the top. I, I call, I, I told you, I called him out. Yeah. I'm like, listen, if you're a prank phone caller, you're not very good at it. And he's like, well, fuck you, you cocksucker. I was like, listen, I, I'm a professional prank phone caller. This is not how you do it. You don't, you don't, if someone doesn't say, hi, how are you? And you go, fuck you, bitch. Right. You have to sound believably obnoxious. Yeah. Not like attack them. Like, so everybody's attacking JetBlue. And I posted that I, I knew it was this guy and other people did. Other people are now reporting him to JetBlue, uh, trying to get him now in trouble with JetBlue for pretending to be them because they're taking a, a real hit because so many people think it's really a JetBlue employee. And now I would be, wouldn't be surprised if JetBlue sues the guy, which is why when we made prank calls scary, we don't ever say we're the company that we say they're from. No, never. Like we leave, we, we yeah. edit that out. We don't, you know, you know, earlier I made a joke about the hot new prank about the jerky. I mentioned the jerky boys, but if you think about it and you go back to those tapes from like the, the nineties, whatever that was, uh, eighties, they did a lot of that. They got on the phone yeah. and they got really obnoxiously belligerent with people like the pizza guy. Your fucking pizza sucks. You know, like, like they, they were like, it, 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 that's, that's not, uh, now that I think about it, that really wasn't very clever. No. You know, and, it, and it doesn't listen, take, it was, a, it was, it was big for its time. I have to be honest with you and going back and listening to the jerky boys now as a professional prank phone call. They weren't very well done to go from zero to a hundred is not, yeah, there's, a as, level. It, there's nothing funny about that for right. the sake the jerky of it. Boys did it when people didn't expect it. Right. I think uh, this guy is so over the top and it's like, yeah, I mean, he said things that were just, it doesn't sound real to me, but everyone listening was like, I can't believe this guy works for JetBlue. They should, they should sue JetBlue. I'm never flying JetBlue again. And I'm like, if I'm JetBlue, I got my lawyers on the phone with this guy. Absolutely. The Brooklyn Boys Podcast. We will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So yesterday, you and I were supposed to do this podcast. Today is Friday. Yep. And you were supposed to do it with me yesterday. Yes, I was. You called me and you said, I can't do the podcast today. My friends are holding me hostage. And they were. And I said, so I said, oh, can't wait to see the videos of you and your friends eating food later. And lo and behold, there were videos of you eating food later. So explain to me this hostage you were taken uh, where yeah. you, uh, now was it the Russian hackers who took you hostage? <laughs> so explain to me, how are you being held hostage? Well, I got to say, first of all, if you're going somewhere, drive yourself. Don't oh, rely absolutely. on others. I made the terrible mistake of jumping in the back of my buddy's ride. Because I don't want no scrubs <laughs> on the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Yeah, yeah. And 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 he was like, like, let's go to lunch. We're gonna go to Houston's. Hop in the car. I'll get you at one fifteen. All right, great. Then I knew that we were gonna podcast later in the day. Well, next thing you know, I'm in the back seat. Falco's in the front seat, and Jetski Brian is driving. And we're going there. We have a nice little meal. But now, oh, we gotta have pre drinks. So we have a pre drink cocktail. And then, oh, they that want to do a bottle, just- of, a bottle of wine. I'm like, wait a second. We're having lunch. I'm eating like roast beef. 
Right. Uh, I don't need wine. Nope. Got to have well, a, a it, bottle it is of wine. Two sixty nine. You're eating roast beef. I get it. <laughs> so we're doing roast beef and and wine now. And then uh-huh. oh, what do you got for a little post drink cocktail? Oh. Well, well, you know what? We need some uh, some cappuccinos and some espressos, and maybe a piece of that that homemade key lime pie. So our you know brief, what's supposed to be a brief lunch, turns into a two and a half hour extravaganza at at Houston's. So now I'm thinking, all right, get back in the car. We're on our way back. Oh, we just passed DeNovo. DeNovo on the waterfront. Falco's like, come on, stop in for a drink. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. We're on. We're yeah, we're in the direction of going home. Why are we stopping? Right. It's a nice afternoon. Come on, Scary. We'll sit outside on the work. patio. I'm like, okay, now it's late afternoon. So now we're drinking grappa and cordials and friggin' cognac and whatever. And we're sitting there sipping. And I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, this now, dude. Wait a you're being held hostage. So how are you drinking with your hands tied behind your back and you're blindfolded? I Because I'm far away from home and I'm not in my own car. So I'm not in charge of my own destiny or my, my time management at that point. I have allowed myself... To be put in the hands of a retired cop who's got nothing but time on his hands and a guy who owns his own business that runs itself, Jetski Brian. So the two of them are sitting there and they're having some laughs. We were going to go in for one drink. That's never a thing. Three rounds later. It's now like six o'clock. I'm like, dude, I'm missing my window here to do my podcast. All right, let's continue on. We're on the way home. Next thing you know, nope, got to stop off at Blue. On the Hudson. Got a blue new restaurant bar because it was on the way. And I'm like, guys. Are they all paying you for these mentions, by the way? No. It's now 7 o'clock. And I've spent the entire day. What started out as a 115 lunch at the Fast Casual Houston's has turned mm-hmm. into this debacle. And Eat I missed my mark. And I didn't even go into blue. blue. I said, guys, I am out. I said, I'm taking. I had to take an Uber the rest of the way home. Oh, poor bastard. So yeah, that's what happened to me, Brody. If you really must know. So I'm sorry. I missed. Oh, my friends are holding me hostage. I can't. I can't do the podcast. But I was I'm held hostage. If I, I was, was driving for the hostage video, I was waiting for the you know the hands tied behind your back, reading reading what they tell you to say. Hi, I'm Scary Jones. Please pay the ransom, and I won't be harmed. Please help me. Help me get me out of here. Meanwhile, you're at a restaurant. You're at a bar. You're at another bar. You're at a strip club. But I wasn't driving. See, if I if I drove that day. Then we would have been there and back. We would have done our podcast. So who was, don't tell me who was driving because whoever was driving had three and a half rounds of drinks minimum. So I'm no, not like well, no, the hostage driver. No, that's, that, no, well, hold on a second. Were you on a jet ski? They were, no, no. Brian, Brian actually, it was, so Falco did the drinking. Brian did oh. the driving. There was, oh, yeah. Okay. We, and there was a lot of time that elapsed between between destinations and see yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. part of the problem they like to stretch things out sure so whatever so, so you could have not drank also right because you had to work in the no world. but i drank because i was sitting there i'm bored what am i gonna do yeah what are you gonna do your hands were tied so to speak <laughs> so to speak because you're hostage hey speaking of uh a jet ski brian you know uh the slices and i always rib you about your friends with nicknames always you took a picture wishing a happy birthday to Steve the Realtor. Oh, yeah, Steve the Realtor. That's his Instagram handle, too. Yeah, but do you call him that? Uh, yes, we all call That's him. That's another Scary Jones he, guy with a job name. He's Steve the Realtor. He's Realtor Steve. He's the best. All right, now, if you become friends with another Realtor Steve, who's not white. 
Would that guy become like Hispanic Steve the realtor or <laughs> Steve the Hispanic realtor? How would that work? <laughs> you are something else. I'm just curious. I don't know. Just curious. Um, All right. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the wedding, the recap. Go oh, ahead. the wedding where you were bribing the, the account executives for more clients. <laughs> no. Vinny and Amanda got married. Vermanda. Vermanda. Or, yes. They got married. Vermanda. Yep, yeah. Vermanda. Vermanda. They, they got married over the, the last week, uh, last weekend. Or a mini. And it was in Montauk, beautiful Montauk. That's and all the way out on Long Island at the very end. Of past, it's like the Hamptons, but past the Hamptons. It's like yeah, all the way out. The end. It takes forever to get out there. It's on um, a cliff, right? Well, they got that. No, not really. Uh, I mean, there's a lighthouse. It's called The End because it's actually the easternmost point in the United States, I believe, is, is that lighthouse, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if Florida sticks out like that. I think it is. The mo- easternmost point in the United States is Mon- the Montauk Lighthouse. And that's it. That's the end of the earth. After the- <laughs> Beyond that is... Uh, uh, actually, no, no, I don't. No, that's not the most eastern. I think Maine is. Sorry, forgot about those states up there. Sorry, New England, I just offended you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's West Quaddy, uh, in Lubeck, Maine. Lubeck, that Maine. That is sorry. the eastern point. Yeah. But it's very east for you know, United States. It's pretty damn east. Anyway, so yeah, but it's not even close to being as far east as Maine. Listen, in fact, Connecticut and Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Yeah. Are all further east and Maine than, but, but anyway, so go on with the, yourself. So the party itself was banging, you know. Uh, didn't realize we have we have a guy. His name is Ray. Ray is a used to be a sales dude. He's now a big corporate guy at the company. That guy's got skills as a DJ. He moonlights as a DJ, and he's got a oh. whole mobile DJ company. Ray Tejeda, our friend, back in the I day. I know you, man. I back in the day, Ray. Name, but yes, back in the day, Ray. <laughs> he he. So he was hired to be the DJ. And MC, he's got the company. The guy can mix. The guy knows all the songs to play and keep the dance floor going. And he can MC. So you want to talk about putting on a, you know, a suit by day and like club guy by night? This guy's got it all. And, and I will say this, and, I've, and I'll stand by it for anyone planning a, ma- a wedding. The DJ or entertainment makes the party. That and the food. I've said this before. Yeah. The food, mm-hmm. people always remember the food and the entertainment. Because remember Greg T's wedding, how shitty that was. Oh, the food. Well, the food was great. The eggplant parm was fantastic. But I the, the wedding was nice. Nope. But the entertainment sucked. That band oh, was the awful. Best. It was a terrible. It wasn't the best. And even he'll, he'll admit that. You could. Squ- the food you know. was great, though. So, so always pay most attention when you're booking these parties, pay most attention to the DJ. To make sure that they, or or the band, make sure it's a good one, uh, and they know what they're doing, and they know they know how to keep a dance floor going, and your food, the quality of your food. That's all. That, that's what I have to say on that. But um, uh, the ceremony was a bit of an issue. <laughs> it was out. Oh, whoa, it what was, happened? Well, it was outdoor at the Montauk Lighthouse, mm-hmm. but when they take you to the site where the wedding was. It's like a gravel parking lot, and then it says no vehicles beyond this point. And now you have to walk seven minutes through a sandy, rocky, pebbly, grassy, uneven oh. surface hill. 
to get to the actual site where they're going to be married. Because I guess they wanted that picture with the lighthouse in the background. You know, it's cute. So unbeknownst to my girlfriend, Robin, who always needs to go all out and always looks stunning. Mm -hmm. She decides to wear stiletto heels. (laughs) Perhaps somebody should have warned them. You guys in the invitation, Um, like she should have worn a more sensible. She should have worn a more sensible shoe. So David Brody, Mm-hmm. I missed I missed my friends getting married because <gasps> Robin couldn't make the make the trip. As soon as we got to the area where we were unloaded from the Uber, there were these big buses waiting for everybody. We had no. a, we, we tried to make the journey and we walked a little bit and Robin is like, I can't do this. And she's falling, she's literally like gonna like roll her ankle, like pull an Aaron Rodgers. She was almost gonna pull an Aaron Rodgers on me. <laughs> um she couldn't walk in the heels. And so it, out of everyone invited so, to the wedding, she was the only one that couldn't make it. Because she's wearing stiletto heels to the beach. Or a, pe- a beachy, pebbly, sandy terrain. Okay, so, but didn't anyone, like, as they're walking past you, say, hey, hold on, wait for no, Robin? Well, Don't the thing the is, ceremony? that was the other thing. The ceremony started at 5 o'clock. What time does the bride usually get there? If you say, hey, 5 o'clock wedding ceremony, what time do you think the wedding actually starts? Oh, 5.40? No, it started yes. at 5.05. <laughs> and, we got, and we got there at 5 o'clock. So I hear the music playing, and I'm like, no! So now, in the Wait, distance... You got there at 5 o'clock for a 5 o'clock wedding? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, that's not right. Well, wait a second. Hold on a second. You know that they're always fashionably late. Five o'clock doesn't mean five o'clock. Five o'clock means you got to get there and have hors d'oeuvres. You got to no, 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 no. I'm I, talking I about the ceremony. The they don't before. do hors d'oeuvres. No, 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 no. They don't do hors d'oeuvres there. That's the re- you're talking about the reception. I'm talking about the ceremony of them getting married. Yeah, we had food and drink before mm. the ceremony. They don't. They, they, they don't really give. No, they don't. They well, don't. Jews do. Oh uh, well, Jews they don't. Nosh. Well, the Catholics don't. They don't. You don't get shit until they kiss. <laughs> That's it. Not till the no, kiss. You got a little something. You got but, a little nosh. So it drink, was. Something. It was unfortunate, Brody. I was so upset because I'm like, no. I hear the music going. I see it in the far distance. But Robin but couldn't get me? there. So then Robin's Did like, I'm going yet? back to the bus. So now I'm between a rock and a hard place, right? Because my girlfriend hobbles off to the bus, says I can't yeah. make it, and then they got the ceremony starting over here. So here are my options: press on, mm-hmm. embarrass myself as the last guy there. Everyone's staring at me as I walk into the ceremony already in progress right? without my girlfriend and piss off my girlfriend at the same time because she's sitting in the bus. Although she claims she would not have been upset. She was please, just you go. They're your friends. Go see them get married. Or would you miss that ceremony and spare yourself the embarrassment of walking in late? Of course, everybody's going to see you. Go back to the bus and be with your girlfriend and earn brownie points. Hmm. The bus couldn't get you to the wedding? As I said, there was a drop-off point where it was just no vehicles past this point. Every, you had to walk because it was, yeah, you, yeah. it was a gravel parking lot. Eh, the bus could have gone over the gravel. No, 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 no. That's not an option. Okay, so when... The choices when are, again, to, show up... Le- by the way, I understand. But, you, but at least you get... Kathleen, I'm, I'm upset that I missed them getting married. I love oh, Amanda I and Vinny. I'm so pissed. Yeah. Me too. I'm sorry I wasn't there also. Um... When web girl Kathleen got married, who used to work on our morning show, she got married in a, at a museum and the back of the museum on a lawn. And they put down wooden boards to walk on for women in heels. 
because the ground was uneven. I feel like they should have done that for the wedding. They should have put down wooden planks or some kind of uh, rubber mat. You're talking about a seven-minute walk through the freaking through the the trails. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this is. In, I'm saying the wedding hall should have boards. They should. They should you're not the first person, uh, or they should have told people there's rocks. Don't wear stilettos. Although, again, I'm not really sure why why your girlfriend wore stilettos, but there should have been some. She's got to be the tallest girl in the room. She is the tallest girl. She's five seven, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's tall. <laughs> right. She's a D but, cup. What are we? I'm just I'm so kidding. so uh, I I would have gone back with Robin. Um, uh, that's look, what I do. You were never getting her to the altar either way. So it's just seems appropriate. <laughs> you didn't get there. <laughs> that's what I did, Brody. So I sat yeah, in the bus back. and then she's upset. She goes, she goes, are you upset? You're, you know, because she felt bad because I missed them getting married and she knows I wanted to see that. But and, why did anyone have to know you didn't see them? Couldn't you have just well, like, say, that's oh, well, early. Well, well, Robin well, had a pee. That's that's the funny part. Because now we're sitting at the back of the bus, and now the wedding party, people start, they had their own little trolley with the wedding party. But all the mm-hmm. guests that were at the ceremony start funneling back over to the buses. And after one or two people get on the bus, the first people thought, oh, these guys just got here first. And then, right. and then within two seconds, we blended in, and we saw some of our friends from sales. Right. And like, oh, Scary's in the back of the bus. Hey, what's up? You know, and it was like, everybody, you're just blending in. And nobody knew, nobody was the wiser. So you, you know what you do? You just say, hey, you know what? My girlfriend didn't want me filming. She thought it was tacky, whatever. Hey, can I see your video? What You guys took video? Let me see. Oh, so I can, can, so I can post. <laughs> and post. And then you, no, right. Not only can you post, but then it looks like you, that's where you can say, oh my God, that, that, that part where, where, the, where the flowers fell over. Oh my God. Like you All know right. what happened. You, you saw it. I did that. I'm not going to say who, but I was late to the wedding of <laughs> someone on the morning show. And I got there as the bride and groom were coming back out the aisle. Or was it the groom and so groom? I quickly, I ran back down the steps of the church. Was it the groom and, and I groom? I to the side. What? It was the groom and the groom? The groom and the groom? No, it wasn't the groom. The groom and the groom? No, I was, there for, it wasn't. No, I was there for Alex and Elvis' oh, okay. wedding. No, it I thought a, it was Elvis' wedding. It was a heterosexual wedding. And I got there after the, the you, you may kiss the bride part. And so when everyone was funneling out of the ceremony, I blended into the crowd. <laughs> Nobody knew I missed it. That's a great move. But as I was walking up the steps, I saw the bride and groom were like clapping and they were walking towards the door. You're there throwing fucking rice. Right. So I went back down the steps of the church and I went like around around the step. There was like a little alleyway, like a a staircase down like to the basement. I went over there and then when all the crowd came out, I I tiptoed up and then I kind of mingled in with everybody. Yeah, and then you got the credit. And then did did you make sure you said hi to the bride and the groom as they passed you? Like, hey, like they saw your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, congratulations. And they got in the car, whatever they were in, like their special vehicle and they left. So. To this day, I've never told anybody, but I missed the wedding. You got credit. Ceremony. Of? Of. Say uh, it. The Jersey Kid and his wife. Greg T and Trish? Yeah. <laughs> I hit traffic and I got there late. So to this day, they never knew. They, they never knew. I they, didn't tell you. I certainly didn't tell I, them. I, I, I'm learning right now live on this podcast. That's great. No, it's well, not it's great. Not I felt bad. It's hysterical. You gonna tell him? Yeah. No. Why would I tell him? He doesn't care. So to this day, he thinks that, that you were there at the wedding. And it's twenty years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't think he cares one way or another if I was at the wedding or not. I was there. I went to the wedding. I just didn't get in in time, but I went. Brilliant. Trish looked lovely on the way out down the steps. <laughs> I'm sure it was beautiful. I saw pictures. It was just like being there. Yeah. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So speaking of the wedding that we went to for Vinny and Amanda last week, Vamanda. Vamanda. Yeah. Hashtag Vamanda. Vamanda. I noticed something. And going to a wedding as a guy and wearing a suit, why is it, you know, we spend all this time and effort and sometimes money, you know, getting dressed up, looking so great. And the next thing you know, 15 minutes into the wedding, the tie comes off. Then the jacket comes off. Before long, your shirt is untucked. And 
You look like a slob. You look as the guys look okay. like. So, so I've always been of, of the school thought is however I'm getting dressed up today for this wedding is exactly how it's going to be until I walk out. And, you know, I'm very good about never taking off my tie, never unbuttoning my jacket. I stay proper throughout. Did your did your tie reach your belt? No, it's not supposed to. It's, come, it's, it's supposed, supposed to, come to come close. Just short of your belt. Yeah. Right. But you, you usually you make your tie belly button length. So that's too short. That's too short. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere between the belly, the belly button. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, but like, is it is it right? Because I feel like weddings some are supposed to be right. formal. I, I I mean, would women don't take, take their dresses shirt. off, you know? Well, the girl, the girl, some girls have like a change of clothes, right? They get into a more comfortable dress or they have, they take their shoes off and they dance barefoot. Can you imagine guys taking their shoes off and dancing barefoot? The looks you would get. Forget it. No, but uh, then sometimes they have uh, slippers for you, like designer, like wedding. Not know, for the guys. No, for the women. Wedding branded yeah. slippers because they know yeah. they're going to take their shoes off. But yeah, it's the and same. They hand out those pads, those little like uh, foot uh, coverings. Yeah. Same question though I, for women. I mean, you you spend all this money on shoes, and then you can't walk in them, and then you wind up saying, "Oh, my feet hurt." And halfway that's through the a party, conversation. Take, women will do. Women will suffer any pain for for fashion. I know, but but you're thing. not showing the fashion. You're you're back actually. I think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But I have never, in any function I've ever been at, taken my shirt out of my pants. At what point, how drunk do you have to be? How trashy of a wedding do you have to be at? No offense, Slices. Uh, but you're taking your shirt out of your pants. I, look, you want to take it? I open my tie. Like once the wedding's over and I'm eating my appetizer, I'll probably loosen the tie up because it's true. No, wait, hold on a second. Like you it. said wedding's over. You mean the ceremony? And then the, the reception ceremony. is going once on. I sit down yeah. and I figure out where I'm sitting and maybe I have some bread. Maybe I pick out whatever I, you know, the, the mescaline salad I'm not going to eat. I, I open up the, I open up the tie a little bit. Just loosen it up a little bit. Okay. Maybe pop up on that one button. But you don't take the tie off. looking at my tie. Okay. No, I don't take the tie off. No, I just open it. What's the difference? Once it's open, it's practically So by the off. time they serve appetizer, is it okay to take the tie off? I don't and ever take the tie off. You don't. So you're like, you're like me. Outfit. You're like me. But I'll take the jacket off. Now, like, okay, for instance, the last wedding you and I were at uh, together, I think, was was it Sam's wedding? Yeah. So I wore a three-piece. I had a vest and a jacket. I take the jacket off sooner if I've got a matching vest because then I'm still pretty dressed with the vest on. And then you can loosen up the tie because you still have the vest. The vest, the vest is a win-win because it keeps you comfortable, no sleeves. Right. Okay. But, but well, let's say you good. had no vest. I would take the jacket off after dinner. So jacket stays on all the way through until dinner time. W once dinner happens, it's okay to get down to business and take off your jacket and then leave well, it on the back of the chair. I make an exception. I will take the jacket off while I'm sitting and eating. Because then, like, half of your body's covered by the table. You're not walking around. And the only people that see you are the people allegedly closest to you. That's why you're at their table. But if I get up to go to the bathroom, I'll put the jacket back Can I on. trade you the jacket for a tie, though? Like, for instance. Not taking when the tie off. When it's yeah, but what I see some guys do is they leave the jacket on, and they'll take the tie off. And now now they have no tie now, on. And the now you're two business button, casual. Your two buttons open. Now you're Brooklyn Industrial. I'm not doing that. See, what, I'll, what I might do is I'll tuck the tie into the first slot of the shirt between the first and second buttons. I'll tuck the tie in, right? This way, when I eat and get food on myself, I then bring the tie back out and it covers the stains. See what I did there? Yeah. I, I got a plan. But then, 
but I'm never taking the tie off. I'll open it. Well, I'll open it a lot. At a lot of weddings, including this one, I saw at one point the jackets come off, the ties come off. And by the way, not necessarily in that order. Some of them took the tie off and left the jacket on, and then the jacket came off after. Yeah, Some of them did the a, reverse. The, the crowd the crowd seemed to be like the, at any moment, a street dance battle can break out, you know, and, and start doing like the 80s, 90s right. dance moves. Well, well, because they actually pump up the music to more current right. stuff, more frenetic right. dance stuff after dessert. Was, there was more of a fun bar vibe. Yeah. Which is fine if that's the vibe. Yeah. If everybody's taking off their shoes and their jackets and everybody's drinking and holding a beer bottle in their hand, then I feel like that's a casual type of So wedding. by the time there's the final dance set where everyone, it's mainly current music, it's dessert has been served, it's yeah. okay at that point to have your jacket, your tie off, and maybe even your shirt out of your pants. So now no, you're wearing the, the, the shirt sh over yeah, the pants. you at the jersey short at that point. Are you at a wedding or are you, are you at bar A? Like, wh where are you? You keep your shirt tucked in. Look, unless, listen, if you're part of the, a crowd where everybody you know takes their shirts out, then I'm, that's that's who you are, then do that. I'm saying for me, the shirt's never coming out. What if the I'm shirt is out like and the jacket the is still on? The jacket's still on, but the shirt is out. Because now you got a jacket covering you. Is that Does that negate? the sh No, the, the wrinkled shirt tails hanging out at the bottom? No. I'm just no, saying, does that does that offset the, the offset the slop though? Wedding, the whole point of going to a wedding is dressing up for once in a, in a month, once in six months. Get yourself dressed up, looking nice. You're in a formal function. This is the biggest day of the couple's lives. Now, look, if Vinny took his shirt off and his tie off and pulled out his shirt and he was dancing, then I guess that's like permission to do it. And wearing like oh, just 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 a wife beater. That's it. I think. <laughs> Again, the white, the white, the white tank top that we call it. It's slang. Yeah, if that's what you're, that's the wedding you're at, and that listen, the groom sets the tone. If if the groom is down to a, a, a sleeveless white undershirt, <laughs> then 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 go for it. Start, you know. So you're saying uh, follow the leader, 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 yeah, and if the groom the cans, bring out the cans of, of you know of bud and uh you know and just put your feet up on the porch and do what you want. If you're at a casual wedding and you're like, this is about to, ha we're here to have fun, then do what you want. When I go to a wedding, I feel like I don't normally dress up. I wear shorts to work when I used to work. Right. So I like putting a suit on. I'll take the jacket off. By dessert, I'm not wearing a jacket. Mostly because at that point, my arms are tight. You know, I ate too much. But I'm not taking See, the tie the, off. The old me, the old me. Still has jacket and tie on for dessert because I yeah, I see it through. Stiff. This time I didn't. Yeah. This time I think I did take my jacket off. No, I loosened my tie. I left the jacket on. Yeah, yeah I, I took the tie that, off and the jacket on. Yeah. You and I were raised that that weddings are a special right. function, and you should dress up for it. Right. Like women, most women don't take off their gowns. I've been at weddings where some women have like a backup outfit because they don't want to step on the dress. They want to right. have a good time. But they they don't put on you well, know, the, jeans and a t shirt. The bride usually. herself always makes a change from her from her uh, ceremony dress to the reception usually. dress. Most of the time these I gotta, days, I got to be honest, I don't remember if my wife changed out of her. Wedding. She might not have because it wasn't commonplace then. But now they yeah. have two, three outfits. Some of the brides. I think my wife had the wedding dress on on the honeymoon. I think she still had it on. <laughs> well, well, all, all I could say, <laughs> all I could say is, um, I I personally. I feel like if it's a dressy occasion, the occasion doesn't end when main course is served. You should right. follow so, through. You know, okay, and, uh, so what, yeah. did you, what did everybody else do? Oh, at this place, 
Most of the people, well, after half the room cleared out and it was just the younger people left because it was like the wedding went into overtime. So it was like five, six hours, right? So at the right. end of the wedding now, you got the last half hour or hour, everybody had, all the shirts were out. No one had their shirt, their, their jackets on, their ties on. And it was all just looks like a, uh, you know, a random um, club night. The women yeah. stayed dressed though. See, that's the, that's the thing. The women kept it tight, except for maybe, you know, people taking their shoes off. Again, I'm not judging the people at this wedding. I'm saying for me, I'm not taking my shirt out. Okay. At the bottom. Just one of the people your, if, uh, if that's the if that's the vibe at the wedding, have a ball. I'm keeping the jacket on most of the time. Shirt stays in the pants. Okay. Shirt stays in the pants. That's right. come on. All right. I'm glad we, we could agree on something. But if everybody's wearing a wife beater, and that's what they're called. I'm sorry. That I didn't come Ooh, that's what they're that. called. Never we, beat your wife. Uh, if that if everybody's wearing sleeveless with the with Say, the, with the don't the, be PC. The ribbed, this is the Brooklyn boys. Yeah, right, right. The wife beater t shirts. Do you give less of a gift because it's less formal? No, no, no. Because- I, I told the story on this podcast about the black tie optional wedding I went to, right? Where nobody except the wedding party wore a tuxedo, but because I had been married like a, a two years earlier, I still had my tux, so I wore my tuxedo because that's black tie. Yeah, and the photographer kept pulling me. With the wedding party, he was like, come on, let's go get pictures of the wedding party. I'm like, I'm not in the wedding party. Oh, but you're wearing a tuxedo. So black tie optional at this particular wedding meant nobody's wearing a black tie. Right. So I was the only one in a black tie. <laughs> so never again. Black tie optional, I'm not doing it. It's the Brooklyn Boys Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What are you doing? Uh, You tell me. I mean, mean, I don't know. You have a lot going on in your life. Oh, no, that was for for commercial. That's right. And I waited and you didn't hit it. Oh, I hit it. No, I hit it. I didn't hear it. If you didn't hear it, then... That's a technical difficulty, well, that, and I'm not going to... Well, fix we'll, that. we'll fix that for a little bit. Okay. So, you wanted to get into something. Yeah. You, ever, you know when sometimes they interview people on the street or there's witnesses to a crime, and the person will say, I saw the guy, he was tall. Was he white, black, dark skin, light skin? I don't know, he was tall. They don't give you a lot of detail. And then there are some people like, yeah, I got the license plate number. Here's how tall he is. This is what he was wearing. People are really good. And some people are just terrible, right? Yep. I, I go to uh, uh, I go to physical therapy for my knee, right? And uh, it's getting better, by the way. And there was a guy there that I didn't like. He was rude to me once, not on purpose, but he was, and he was touchy feely with me, and I didn't like that. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it, it just he wasn't good at what he did, and and I it got to the point where I had to tell my my physical therapist. I never want him interacting with me again. Never. Okay. Wow. And my physical therapist changed and I got a new physical therapist and I told him, I said, Hey, listen, that guy, just keep him away from me because we had, we had problems. Anyway, he says to me a couple of weeks later, he says, uh, I said, um, Hey, I haven't seen that guy anymore. He says, Oh, he doesn't work here anymore. I said, okay, good, good, good. A couple of weeks go by. Um, he says, you know, he had told me, he goes, it doesn't work here anymore. Uh, other people have problems with him. You'll never see him again. Don't worry about it. Wow. So it was an ongoing thing. A a couple of weeks go by and my physical therapist had off that week. He had gone away for a out of town wedding. And while he was gone, I had a fill in. And while he was gone, this guy was back. No way. This guy that I had problems with was back. So I'm like, what the fuck? I was told he was fired. So my physical therapist comes back and I said, hey, man, um, remember that guy I told you I had problems with? He was back. What guy? I said, you know, the guy. What was his name? I don't remember his name. It was. Um, maybe it was John. I, I, don't, I don't remember. It, was, it could have been John. I, I don't remember the name. He said, well, describe him. So I said, well, he was tall, muscular and medium skin. Like he was either Hispanic dark skin or he was black light skin. But he was he had he had much darker skin than me. I'm I'm pale as a ghost. And he says, "Oh, uh, was it was it was it Steve?" And he points to Steve. Uh, and I said, "No, Steve is a white guy. Uh, he's 
like five eight. He's not muscular, and and he's right there. He still works here. I don't know who you could be talking about. I say, I think his name was John. I don't know, but he and I, I describe him again, and he says, uh, "Oh, Albert," and I said, "Albert has long hair." Did I say this guy had long hair? No. Then it's not Albert, and I'm describing him again, and he's and I said, "Dude," he goes, "Oh, oh, oh, it was Pete," and I said, "Pete's white." This guy I just described him is not. So he starts naming everybody and he's <laughs> not coming close. I'm like, again, really big, muscular, could have been Hispanic or like medium complexion, darker than you are. Um, and I'm like, and his name was like John something. So he's going through like every name and every, every and I go, I go, that guy, I go, what are you talking about? I go, that guy, no. And every guy he mentions looks nothing like the description that I'm giving him. <laughs> So I'm like, how, this guy worked here for months. I've been coming here for months. How do you not know what I'm talking about? It was like, it was John. It was uh, Jeremy, something with a J. And he's like, and he's like, was the Pat? I'm like, does Pat start with a J? Wow. Are you the worst? This, like, okay. this replace, you know, point, it sounds like he's fucking with you, but. No, he's legitimately like naming every guy there that, except the guy that he tells me, I said, look, dude, obviously the guy still works there. You told me he was fired. So I tell the guy, again, look, why don't you ask other people? Give the description of who I'm talking about. So he goes and asks two people. He comes back and he goes, oh, Johan. <laughs> okay. I, I told you, John, it's one letter away from Johan. I described him perfectly. And you're asking me if it's Steve, the white guy, the scrawny white guy. What? Like, they don't put I, two. They don't visualize the people. word. Yeah, they don't visualize the word John and realize that that. He's like maybe a couple of letters away from Johan. The point is this guy worked there for, for like a year and a half with my physical therapist, right? I described him to a T. He tells me the guy was fired. Then he tells me, oh, he's back to fill in occasionally. He wasn't really <laughs> fired. He lost his full-time staff. He knows everything about the guy, yeah. but he doesn't remember who I'm talking about. And then points to people that work <laughs> there that couldn't possibly be the guy I'm talking about who allegedly doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. So my point is there are some people you want to be your witness. And yeah. some people you do not want to be your witness. This is if true. I ever get stabbed in front of him, there's no chance of them ever catching the guy. Never going to happen. The guy could be wearing a Mets jersey who stabs me. And this guy be like, I don't know. I think it was a Yankee shirt. It could have been, uh, been, I don't know, a red shirt from the Gap. I don't know. That's great. He couldn't figure out Johan from John. <laughs> I didn't know the guy's name because I didn't like him. But I knew it was like, uh, I was like, Joe, uh, John. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, which way did he go? Which way did exactly. he go? I'm like, listen, stick to rubbing my kneecap. That's it. You are not not helpful. So can't imagine. That. Yeah. So Johan, Yo officially Johan doesn't work there anymore. So thankfully, <laughs> Johan's a douche. Hey, oh, we got to congratulate our Beastie Boys, the singers uh, of our what? the singers of our closing jingle. Uh, they finally, after well, we're all the singers of all, our closing jingle, well, the parody on which it's based. Right. Yeah, we, that's correct. Yeah, for people that don't know, we actually sang that. We that's us yeah. singing at the end. In the well, that's Boys us the pretending to sing. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, here's what happened. The Beastie Boys got their own square named after them in Lower Manhattan. They've been fighting for this, uh, for, well, for their right to party, <laughs> and to <laughs> to have the signs put up and to be commemorate to commemorate themselves uh, for years. Uh, they it basically the Lower East Side. At the corner of Ludlow Street, and I believe it's Rivington. Yeah, Ludlow and Rivington. Oh, nice. 
is called Beastie Boys Square. So last Saturday at this time, they had one of the congressmen out, um, and then Mike D, the surviving members, uh, Mike D and um, Ad Rock were there, to, and the, thousands of people showed up for this. If you take a look at the pictures, it's really cool, very touching. So they unveiled the sign under the regular Green Street signs. It's uh, another one. It just says Beastie Boys Square, and there's a rendering of them, like there's like in graffiti art, the three of them. Yeah, so R.I.P. MCA. But yeah, it was kind of cool, touching moment. That's I, very nice. I feel like I want to go there. Nice. I want to. I want to visit Beastie Boys Square. But it's um, still the same street it always was. Now there's just a sign. Yeah, I know, but it's cool. I would want to take a picture of the sign, you know, maybe put it on social media and then put a Beastie Boys song behind it. Because that's what I do on my Insta but, story. By the way, wasn't Beastie Boys wasn't Beastie Boys Square your nickname? The Beastie Boys Square. I hear nothing but robot voice. Your camera's frozen. Your camera's frozen. I can't hear you. Now I hear you. Hey, wow. wasn't Beastie Boys Square your by the way, that, uh, nickname in high school? That sounded like you just took five lines of Coke and then decided to start speaking. It was so weird. Yeah, that's what yours, that's what yours sounded like. So if you I were, could just you all sped redo up. the thing I was trying to do. Yeah, so as you were saying, wasn't Beastie Boys Square what? Isn't, is it, isn't, wasn't Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys Square your nickname in high school? Wow. Wow. You had to repeat that 11 times. Just <laughs> You should have just abandoned the joke after the first time. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Beastie just, Boys. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know if there's anything special going on down there, but you know, maybe walk around a little bit. So, um, is Paul's boutique on the corner. Well, that's the street they did it on. That's that is the uh, that is the the intersection of where they shot the cover of Paul's boutique. Yeah, I'm saying they should someone should yeah. open up a store now called Paul's boutique right on that corner. Well, maybe you and I should do that. Um, we could sell Brooklyn Boys merch uh, available at brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. It was. Paul's Boutique was actually a real store on that street. Right, but it's not anymore, right? No, yeah, no, it went away years ago. That's what I'm saying. The so whole, that whole row that. looks different than what the album cover looks like right now. This is their Abbey Road, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand that. So people will be taking pictures now on that street corner. Yeah, but there's no, yeah, right. Some of those, all those original stores are gone. Anyway. Um, but, oh, you and I could do it because there's only two Beastie Boys left. So you and I could go yeah. and recreate the two of them. No. On the cover. Okay, remember now. Um, if I provide all f- all this free meat for a barbecue, and I say, and it's yeah, not I my barbecue, looks it's good. Not, it's not my barbecue, but right. if I but if mm-hmm. I go if I go give them the meat, and I go to this place, and I just so, drop so it so off, speak. and I got all this meat, all this cut, all these all these cuts, am I required? Well, first of all, at the end of the barbecue, do they get to keep the unused meat? person who hosted the barbecue or do i bring it back yeah do I it's take no some? different than bringing the well it depends or do i when divvy it up dessert if you bring dessert if you bring like a box of donuts and they only eat four of them you don't get to go home with the other eight or nine right that, that's true so, so if i supply the meat i shouldn't yeah, take I any you, i shouldn't no, take look, any if back you, if you bring 40 pounds of meat yeah. and they cook 15 pounds of meat you have 25 pounds of meat i think at that point you can go hey uh you know can i get the sausage back right <laughs> I didn't want I think that part. Well, okay. there were some leftover steaks and pork chops, but I didn't take any. But I'm just wondering, what is the um, course of action? What is the host just say? Oh, you know what? I'll just keep it and freeze it. Maybe have a, well, a if, barbecue again if down it's the a future. Shitload of meat. If it's a shitload of meat, then the host should either say, "Hey, man, listen, there's so much left over. We'll have to barbecue again. I'll make sure you're, you know, we invite you to come over." Yeah. Now, if he has a barbecue like the next week and you're not invited, it's a bunch of other people. 
That's not cool. Right. Like he can't he use can my say, he can't use my meat at a future uh, a future barbecue without me being there, right? Well, I mean, he could, but it wouldn't be I don't think it would be right. But what he should do is say, "Hey, Scary, thanks so much for bringing all this meat. There's way too much. We can't. I mean, it doesn't even fit in the freezer. Why don't yeah. you take back some of it?" Yeah. That's what he should do. If he's got a freezer in his not, garage though, so and he's a big grill guy, right? Then he's going to keep it all. So a couple of years ago, I went to a, a barbecue and I brought all this meat over. And we cooked about half of it. So we're like, all right, we'll use it for next time. Well, mm-hmm. fast forward three weeks later, I was out of town. They had another barbecue behind my back, and I couldn't make it, obviously. And I was like, whoa, 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 what, what's going on? And they were texting me pictures. I was in Vegas, and they were texting me pictures of them like with the barbecue meats to, to tantalize me, to taunt me. Oh. They're like, look, oh. <laughs> we had a, I'm like, but that's fucking wrong. I should be invited to the next barbecue if you're, if you're like gonna, you know, use my meat. You know what I'm saying? I feel I feel like if your meat is being used, and they oh, they shouldn't tell you. Like they shouldn't be. No, they shouldn't be they, like, oh look, we're eating your meat. They're like, sorry, wish you were here, but you're out of town. Well, if you're out of town, it's I guess it's not your fault unless they when they found out you're out of town, then they planned the barbecue. Just right? A- if they were like, oh, Scary's out, let's eat his meat, send him pictures. Oh, we wanted to have you, but you were out of town. You should have luck. That's what my friends do. But they did that yeah, last time. Will- this time, I think I'm going to get invited to the future barbecue where my meat will be on display, if you know what I'm saying. I think it's, it's I think, I think Shakespeare once said, it's better to be invited most of the time than never invited at all like Brody. with Brody and Scary. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, let's see if you can hear the talkbacks, because I'm going to try and play these. If if you listen I, on the I, I, I didn't hear the last two jingles. That's you got to fix that. All right. Well, I got to hear the talkbacks to comment on them. Of course. If this this doesn't work and it goes south, then I'm going to go fucking ape shit. This way, when they say something nice about me, I can thank them. And when they say something nice about you, I can yell at them or say I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I what? <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that. Exactly. You can always uh, leave oh, us a talkback. Yep. Oh, yeah. Click the microphone. Oh, by had, the way. I, yep. What? what? I had something here. I want to. I, I want to give credit to the right person. Yep. So go ahead. You play the talkbacks. I'll interrupt yeah. you when I get the. I want to get the, the credit yeah. for the. So basically, the if you you know if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, you know you can press the and hold the microphone. Uh, leave us one of these things from episode 268, the bribe and groom episode. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Would it be possible for next time, scary types of vacation, which is probably tomorrow, um, you guys would consider bringing in a guest host? That way you don't you was hanging for a week. Maybe one of Skiri's friends, Tall Jim or Slim Jim or Short Pete or Fat Rick or one of those guys, you know, we'd great. I'd greatly appreciate it because I listen to you guys every week and I miss it when there's not an episode. Hey, listen, I appreciate his support, his loyalty, his desire to hear our episodes every week. But I've met some of Skiri's friends. They can't host this podcast. They can't. (laughs) I mean, I'd have fun talking shit about Skiri the whole time. But no, I, I'd rather and, have no scary at all than, than a fill-in. And yeah, vice versa. We don't really do the podcast if both of us are not available. It just doesn't work. Yeah. The dynamic is off. I mean, imagine, I'd, I'd be more apt to do it alone than he would. Oh, but, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, imagine me and uh, the Jersey kid <laughs> teaming up for a podcast yeah. without you. I, I heard that podcast. It got ended. <laughs> hey, guys. Tamara from Binghamton, New York. Can't believe I'm about to say this, but Uh-oh. Brody was wrong. No. You said that season one of White Lotus was the one in Italy. In fact, it was season no. two. I'm season probably the two. only person that caught this, but I just couldn't believe that Brody was wrong because he's never wrong. Oh, he's wrong. What the heck, Brody? Uh, hold on. Anyways, love you guys. I'm wrong. I'll explain life it, but not, I'm not going to justify it. Um, I watched them out of order. So I watched season two when it was new because of the hype. And then I went back and watched season one. So in my mind, I got the seasons and the locations wrong because I watched them out of order. But you're 100% right. I was wrong, but I'm explaining now that you mention it. I did watch season two and then watch season one. In his mind, so it was the first season he watched, but it was season two. Yeah, which, which is wrong, but I, I, remember, I remembered it wrong. Sorry about that. Good catch. Hey, Brody and Scary Jamie from Queens here. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with posting a picture you have with a celebrity after they died. Thank you. What's bad are the people who pretend they were such a big fan of that celebrity when they weren't. They'll gush about being such a big fan and all that, and yet they can't name a single song that the singer did or a single movie or TV show that the actor did, but they gush about being such a big fan. All right. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie contributes very often. We love her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why people give you shit for posting pictures of celebrities. Why? I would totally do it. Of course you would. like most people would. Exactly. 100% right. So leave scary alone. Thank you. 200%. I love you. You didn't identify yourself, though. Scary, your view of Instagram is so skewed from a monetary and a fame perspective that... You know, there are a faction of us that just use Instagram for entertainment and information, and we don't post. And for you to say that we would all post that picture for that celebrity we would have, no, I'm sorry, we wouldn't. So, fuck you, Shetty. All right, Ted from Iowa. <laughs> okay. Thank you for taking your aggressions out <laughs> on our talk back. Hey, this is Maggie from Miami uh, about the steak dinner. Scary, you still owe him because you did not pay for it. But Brody, as I recall, you helped multiple people. Why aren't those other people held accountable for your steak dinner too? Uh, a very good question. Because I'll I repaid him twice and the other people nope. never even made an attempt. Okay, I'll, I'll respond to that. First of all, I can't find the tweet or the DM. I'm so I'm so sorry. But one of our slices pointed out that last episode, you said, bullshit, Brody. I tried to buy you steak dinner twice. You admitted it. You said you tried to buy me a steak dinner. You tried, which in, in English means you didn't actually succeed. You admitted it. You admitted it. You admitted it. Also, the other people don't owe me a steak dinner because Greg T. and Skiri both came to me. They got me in the studio and said, Brody, if you get this done, we'll buy you a steak dinner and a five-star, top-of-the-line, best steakhouse. You pick it. We'll buy you dinner. The other people did not make that offer. And so these were the two big shots I helped, and they both stabbed me in the back with one of those knives that if you don't return, you get charged $500 at that steakhouse. Brooklyn boys. This is Skyler from Cincinnati. So two things before I actually get started. First thing, I'm a very busy man. I stopped my lunch prep. I paused the podcast. I downloaded an app that's not on my phone just to say this. And before I actually say it, I got to say one more thing. I am only going to address Brody because the nice young man from Rockford County got silenced. Brody, get Uh your dinner. You better get your dinner. Skyler again, I got (laughs) cut off, but not by scary this time. Um, but no, gather your allies because Scary's going to see that this is the will of the slices. This, this is the will of the slices. He He's going to know what's right. Eventually, he's going to know what's right. You're going to get your dinner, man. All right. Get your dinner. I see the gummy kicked in. <laughs> Scary's going to have a, a, come to, a come to steakhouse moment, an epiphany. Hey, Brooklyn boys, he Jacob here out of... Northwest Arkansas again. I was just finishing up 267 when y'all were going through the talkbacks. And I believe the reason that our area is referred to Northwest Arkansas is the local stations that cover our area refer to it as that because this is their coverage area. I'm not 100% on that, though. 
Okay, so one of our slices, Lonnie, who, by the way, was one of my biggest supporters on my Walkers and Talkers podcast. Lonnie, Lonnie Spicer. Lonnie, always great to hear from you. He sent me an article on Twitter, and to you, Scary, from the Daily Mail, which is a British uh, website, dailymail.co.uk, that Northwest Arkansas has been declared the new capital of cool. That Northwest Arkansas is where all the young people and the cool people are moving to. Really? It's like the new Nashville. So that that's why uh, some people, maybe not him, are referring to Northwest Arkansas by Northwest Arkansas because it's now a cool region. Well, well that's where Bentonville is. That is the that is the home yes. of Walmart. That is where Walmart yes, is. Yes, it is. Well, that's why it's cool. But other than that, apparently there's more restaurants opening and clubs and nightlife. It's the place to be. In other I'm words, there's a velvet rope, and you're going to go there. I'm going to spend a weekend there. there Brody, go. this is William Joyner from Atlanta, Georgia. Talking about your Facebook listing. People all the time try to bargain with me. I list an item, list it for 50 It's worth 130 They come at me. I give you 10 I come back. Okay, 55 They come back. But you said 50 I come back. Oh, you can fucking read. Yeah, you fucking jackass. You're getting it for 55 now. The price went up. Anyway, y'all have a good day. Bye. <laughs> I love his uh, love line of thinking. It's great. Dude, people with the bargaining on Facebook is ridiculous. Stupid. Ridiculous. Hey, Brody, this message is for you. It's number 268. Uh, you talked about Facebook Marketplace. I also sell on Facebook Marketplace. Again? Folks, we'll see a listing for $50 that I have, and I'll I show did- where it's worth 130 All right, we... We had him already. I think he's leaving the same message twice. It went through. That's right. No charge. Hey, this is your boy Juan Valdez, hey! formerly known as Juan Vasquez. Hey, Shady Jones. Um, how did it go sleeping on nine days on the same room, being with Robin the whole time? I mean, yes, you always talk about how you'll never get married. You're not the married type. But you've been with the same woman for the past five years, and now you slept in the same bed five. with her for nine days. I mean, are you thinking about her or it's not even scratching your head? No, she's not. I mean, it wasn't annoying. I mean, we what's up? I mean, four days, four weeks. It doesn't been a great time. Yeah, that was great. uh, Oh, he he, tried to. Oh, he's trying to say that because I could surprise. I could last nine days in a row that I could do like nine decades. Is that what it is? Like in fairness to scary on a nine day cruise with his girlfriend, on day five, he tried to call an Uber to send her home. <laughs> Uber wouldn't come to the cruise. <laughs> hey, this is your boy Juan Valdez. Oh, Juan Valdez. Hey, Gio from Rockland <laughs> County. What the hell? I also hate my voice, but, you know, I do this only to piss off Scary Jones. So, hey, Scary, just so you know, I have a picture with you. So the day you die, I'm going to post that all over my social media. And then I'm going to talk about Dr. Fat Loss. And then I'm going to say the first 50 likes, get a free camera. I love you, brother. Stay strong. Camera. I couldn't picture. I couldn't picture you honoring me any other way. I would love that. I would love nothing. He's less. your arch nemesis. He's become your arch nemesis. Is he my Wario? <laughs> you know, there's yes. Mario and Wario. He's your. Yes, that's right. Wario. He's the inverted me. Hey, this is your boy Juan Valdez, and it's always Brody and Scary. Hey, Brooklyn boys, when are we going to have a giveaway or a sale? Or, well, I'll sell it better. But, you know, something, a, a deal on your store so I can buy something. I have a couple of dollars here burning a hole in my pocket. I want to spend it with you guys. Wow. So, you Go know, let us know. Slice for life. 
So he wants so he wants a discount in the merch store. Brody, what's going on with that? I mean, well, we have we to look into an end of summer sale, possibly. That well, would listen, be great. I don't have a job. Buy the merchandise at full price. This isn't Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> we should know. We, oh, we, your shirt is nineteen ninety nine. I'll give you four. We got. We is got this a, available. We can. We yes. have to ask uh, Maddie Merch. Merch Matt. Merch Matt. What do we call him? Maddie Merch. Maddie Merch. Merch Man Matt. Merch Man Match. I like Maddie Merch. Maddie Merch. I like Maddie Merch. All right, we got to talk to Maddie Merch. Merch Man Matt. It's really Merch Man Matt. He is uh, the final decision on that stuff. Hey, B Boys, Christy. And he listens to every episode of the podcast. He he does. We love him. Hey, B Boys, Christy from Saddlebrook Slice for Life. My grandfather came through Ellis Island from Italy, and the registrar dropped a U and an I from his name. Originally, it was D-E-G-U-I-S-I, and he made it D-E-G-I-S-E. And the registrar said, you'll be able to find work easier this way. I guess it was true. It stuck. It's still sticking. My grandfather went on to own a silk dye factory in Patterson with his name on the smokestack. Beautiful. See, there was no need for him to fight the power and go back to the original way. He's like, you know what? This is what I am here in America. That's what I am. So... Eh, I will always be probably shouldn't have done that back then, but I'm glad it worked out for him. Yeah. Again, my great grandfather lost an E in his name. So there you go. Christy again, scary. Who the heck gives a rat's behind? If you post a picture of yourself with a deceased celebrity, Brody and everyone else, I do it. I did it when Adam West passed away. I did it when Jackie Zeman passed away. It shows caring. It shows Thank you. that you met this person and this person was gracious enough to take a picture with you yep. so you appreciate this person. It, just F everybody, right. just like we F Dill. T- t- uh, Christy, <laughs> tell, tell that to my morning show. Tell that to everyone on my morning show. Because it's okay. me Can versus just, all it, of them who all made fun of me for it. Hold on. I love Christy, and she's never wrong. But here's what I'll say is the difference. When a non- show busy type person like us. And I, I hate to use that term when, when a non, an average person meets a celebrity, right? It's a big deal and it's an honor and you're a fan of theirs. That's why you met them. And you probably met three celebrities in your whole life. And it's a, it's a huge deal. When people in radio meet celebrities, you meet hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of celebrities, many of which you aren't a fan of. You like to take the picture and it looks good on your social media, but you're not really a fan of theirs, right? Like, you took a picture of Adam West. You're a fan of Adam West. I wish I had a picture of Adam West. But if you put a picture up, like, two weeks ago, we all we all met the lead singer of Smash Mouth. We're not really, the, we're not really big fans of his. He was a nice guy. We met him. That's great. But we, I'm not going to post a picture with him because my interaction with him was not like, a, oh, my God, the, I finally got to meet Steve from Smash Mouth. I put up a picture of me with Bob Saget because I had a connection with him as a fan. Okay, all right. You know, whatever. But it's different. It's It, it cheapens it because when we do it, we're doing it to like go, look, I met the dead guy, as opposed to, hey, I got to meet Adam West and look at that. He was really nice. I'm so glad I met him. There's a difference. Right. Scary does it for the hits. <laughs> Scary does it for the likes. Scary does it for the, for the thumbs ups. Okay. If anyone would like to thumb up our merch store, that would be great. Go to BrooklynBoys.com. Go to, go to Brooklyn Boys. Oh, you fucked that up. That's that's Brooklyn oh, Boys. What's the website? No, that's right. That's BrooklynBoys.BigCartel.com. Ah, you get to be the caboose for a change. Yeah, please. And the uh, weather's getting cold here in the Northeast. Get yourself a hoodie. Actually, you know what you do? Give us a couple of days. 
But check when you're hearing this, check in and keep checking in with that website. You can't say that. Someone's no, 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 no. Hold on. We're gonna talk to Merch Man Matt, and, and and if he can, we'll throw some we'll throw something up, and you'll see it when you go to BrooklynBoys.BigCartel.com. But at the time of this voicing of this podcast, we don't have that in place. But at least reacquaint yourself with that website and keep checking back. We're hoping That's that we can fine. get something. Keep some- checking back. But again, if you're listening to this in 2026, we don't it's know. Not help you. There may not even be a merch store you at that point. You, you Listen, you know how to do radio. I can't believe you still don't know how to do podcasting. Brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. Go there. There's something for you. We are recording this in September of 2023. Yes. If the world is destroyed and you're hearing this, <laughs> we were two guys from Brooklyn who had a merch store. What's a merch store? They don't exist anymore. The world was destroyed. But you could have gotten a discount someday, eventually, maybe in the past. And we were two guys from Brooklyn, and there's no street sign to commemorate us, okay? so We should have a street in Bensonhurst. But these guys, we should have the Scary Brody Corner. I think that these should be opposite corners of each other. Scary Brody, Brody Scary. Right. So here we go. Each side of the the corner has the sign, but written the other way. I love that. Well, the anyway, the streets, Brody, scary ones. Yeah, I gotta go for that. Congratulations again to the Beastie Boys for getting your sign and your commemoration of Beastie Boys Square. All right, we gotta get at. To pay tribute to them, boys from. We sang badly over their music. Yeah, like this song here. Brooklyn, the boys from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, the boys from Brooklyn. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.